0: It was tough, man, because there's no sick days. There's no, there's no, I don't want to get up or I don't want to stay up or I don't want to do the extra work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's no hours in esports and gaming if you want to make it. It is a 24-7 job that does not sleep. And the only way to succeed and make a living off of this is if you give it your goddamn all. There's no failure. The only failure is if you don't give it your all. Yeah. Inside, his teammates there. They now just need 13 more points. Plenty of time to hold on. They're spawning out. The difference is in. Optic Gaming looks like they're gonna do it. It looks like they're gonna do it. Three seconds from now. Though I only have a man on the floor, I think he's in the bed. Oh, Baker, maybe in trouble. Your death mark tries to clean it up for Ryu. Oh, look at the class Look at the moves, Baker! What was that? Baker with a huge what? play. The QSS. I can't the believe I saw But, ladies and gentlemen, there's no way anyone beats him. You're. His but look at the climb! Look at the time! There's seven seconds of the They're trying to build pyramids, but it's no more play! Oh! Stewie's Wonder around! we go down the climb! It got taken away by the Mystic Snake! They have to pop out, they have to fight! At least he'll be able to get one die back over on the Tusker, or maybe he can get caught! Oh, A the double f- kill for Arteezy! <laughs> A triple kill for <laughs> Arteezy! He's just-
1: up my first not be able to save space shade off's good for one here we go he go trades one out oh no, just narrowly not able to get the second he goes oh. pitching in. he's able to get a second one eco he 24 health oh. running he's for the back. is chronicle has plenty of health chronicle on the tap he, he's got to it. rose don't happy. fake he's got to get it to half here oh he swings out he gets four he gets the red bull clutch <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. I was up and dancing. Yo, 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 welcome back to another... Should I keep the hat on or off? What do you think, guys? I don't know. Hold on. Let me bring the chat up. Let me bring the chat up. We're here. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relate. late. Yes, relate. late. Blame Arizona. I'm taking the hat off.
2: Yeah, I'll take the blame uh, on that one.
1: Yeah. We're blaming this on Arizona, okay? It's the UK time. I didn't... You know it's so funny? And it's going to make me seem really slow, but I think I've do this enough on the podcast. UK has a... The hour goes back for you guys, right?
2: Yeah, our clock's changed an hour. Yeah.
1: And so I only thought, for some reason, I don't know why. I'm only thinking of, like, America's, like, uh, they like saving time. But if you didn't know, join me in saying, guess what? UK has it too. And so, you know, he was going to the gym, came back, seen the test. But, however, we're here. We're only 10 minutes late, okay? Now, welcome to another episode of Inside the Screen. This is going to be a good one because we have a guest. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. We're going to do our first segment. And you guys got to let me know what order you guys want the segments in. But I'm definitely thinking On The Radar should be the first segment every episode. It's just where me and you chop it up on topics mm-hmm. that's going on. I don't know if I showed you. Uh, I mean, you when
2: you want the transition for On The Radar?
1: Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's. Reporting live from inside the screen, On The Radar is a segment where we talk all trending topics of the past week. Let's get into it. Yeah, I think my voice cracked in that audio. I just heard it, and I, I think it cracked.
2: We're all human.
1: Yeah, we're all human. First thing first, though, I just shared you um, the, the, the script. let see if you can see it so you can pull things up. First thing we're going to talk about is this Nick Marks clip. This shit is so funny. It's this clip of Nick Merck saying, "When he used to play uh, a *Gears of War*, he would go find his like opponents' mothers and like trash talk to them. Like, imagine."
2: You so see, you got a clip to pull
1: up. Yeah, I just shared it to you, your Notion.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, Let me find that. Yeah,
1: yeah. This this episode is a little flunky. Okay. Hey. Ain't nothing we didn't do before. What's up, Curry? Yo, shout out to Anthony. If you guys don't know who Anthony is this season, he's the Esports the and Gaming producer here at 1 to 7 p.m. Can we just talk about my new hoodie, too? We don't need to do a new pack. Well, we can do a new pack segment, but like, bro. six merch oh wait wait is that new that's new you can never do that before oh there we go we're gonna make a background all right anyway go ahead and play the clip i don't know if anybody else can hear it they can't that's a real but it's basically about this clip of nick Merck's talking about like i said him going to his opponent's Parents to their mothers, and and like just trash talking to them. That has to be the most disrespectful thing ever. I kid you not.
2: Yeah, Nimurx has some pretty good moments of him disrespecting kids.
1: Imagine losing, and that guy, instead of coming to you, he comes to your fucking mom. Yeah, you send your kid to come get his ass whooped. It reminds me of that meme where, like, where your mom's at. Where your mom's in. You ever seen that mean? Yeah, I no, you ain't seen that mean. There's another... I, I'm sad. We can't play clips now on the stream. We got to see how we can fix that. Oh, we can download them. We can download them. I really want to show yeah. this clip. Let me see. Let me see. Because I want to show move, it. Move it. Um, I need a... We're on the radar this week. Vanguard came out today. Have you played?
2: I haven't touched it, and I probably won't.
1: Oh, yeah, we have talked about that, right?
2: Yeah, we've talked about this, but this card... From what I've heard, my friends that are really diehard card fans, mm-hmm. they're saying it's one of the best cards for a while. You don't know it's why. Than Cold War better than Modern Warfare. But for me it's just got features that i don't like so i probably won't touch it but like what um they're using squad spawns for multiplayer which i don't mm. like as a mechanic and i'm not a big fan of the destructibility because like i play games like if i play multiplayer games i like What's to so play Justin? competitively which i think you are the same like we like yeah. to play ranked and destructibility kind of it's not the easiest thing to kind of balance for ranked Because you could just get shot for a random wall and have no warning, and it's like, fuck. There's that kind of, there's too much RNG. Gotcha. And they've obviously, it's a big selling point this year. So all the maps lean really heavy into being destructible. So it's just
1: basically paper maps. Yeah. It's basically like that map on uh, Valorant. What is it? uh, Haven? No, is it Haven? Yeah, I think it's Haven. Haven has the paper walls. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Either Haven or uh, not it's scent. And Sent is the one with the paper walls. There we go. But that's crazy. I was I was gonna get it today. I was supposed to do a stream, but I was like, nah. When I, I didn't buy it. Two, somebody told me it was seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. Are we still in the era for buying games for seventy dollars? And then you got to think about it. Call of Duty is down in this era of being two K. And what I mean by that is two K is a copper piece of every, like it's just same it's same thing every year right small changes and then it's better graphics and whatever call of duty is kind of like that it's just like call of duty is like minecraft they just reskin the previous version and call it a new game that's, yeah. that's basically yeah i mean it.
2: i know it's it's pretty obvious what activision is doing right cuz warzone's free to play yeah they want the majority of their player base to be playing warzone that's kind of like now their new central business model, and if you want to have all the Vanguard guns in Warzone, because they're getting added in, yeah, where well, you got to buy Vanguard to get those guns. Right. So it's a, right. money, it's a money thing. They want the, they want you to have to they want the Warzone players to spend seventy dollars on a game. The same way they want you to buy skins. No.
1: No. No, thank you. And that's why I told my friend, yo, shout out to Mike. I on him. He's talking about he's grinding it all day. I'm like, yo, you're playing seventy dollars. He was like, he was like, you play seventy you you he was basically saying that I spent thousands of dollars on skins, which is true. Okay. But it's the simple fact that the game is free and good. So I'm willing to spend maybe seventy five dollars on a bundle in Valorant and call it a day. What I do not feel like doing is
2: skins are easier for me. When people always say that you'll spend hundreds of of pounds, hundreds of dollars on skins. But for me, it's like when it's free-to-play games, Mm -hmm. and maybe this is like the artist in me because I kind of have like that underlying respect for the time that's put into designing skins and making them. But Mm -hmm. if I put 50 hours into a free-to-play game like Valorant, spending 40, 50 quid on a bundle of skins... Seems worth it to me because I've put in so many hours into a free right. to play game. Right, like if I've already been buying skins for Warzone, and I've put in hours and I've like spent money on skins because I see that as my way of like value giving back. To then make me want after- to make me have to buy, and it was seventy dollars. It's like, mm, yeah, am I gonna nice. get seventy dollars worth, worth? Out of those?
1: No. Yeah, exactly. Am I going to get me an anti-cheat? No. So guess what? Not until
2: the new year, probably.
1: Right. And is anti-cheat probably still going to get hacked? Because y'all like to advertise y'all got an anti-cheat. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it, I'll be interested to see. Most not, but the, the anti-cheat has the potential to be very good because they're basing it. They're using AI learning, hmm. which means it'll always Yeah, yeah. The problem is it's just it's coming so late.
1: Yeah game been out for how long
2: it's almost well, two years
1: three years Was three
2: it? Years? Was it been about two years yeah and jeez we're only just getting a new map it's crazy and only yeah. just gonna be getting G. Antig- yeah it's a bit, a bit wild the event was cool though
1: yeah the uh vanguard event right that's yeah. the clip i was talking about fuck i wish we could play shit um but t-pain was yelling like everybody to pre-order and then he went i don't know why he's I- why i don't it's not like i'm down bashing him, I think it's funny and it's, it was just cool. And I think it's different, right? I feel like a lot of youth person events are definitely like, mm, they're they in the line. Let's say that, right? Mm. This dude was like yelling, like pre order, pre comp. I'm like, hey, yo, what you mean by that? Like, he was saying, hope you guys have like three balls by the end of the night. It's like, yo, I the get it. wild, man. Yeah, it's funny. but he's really asked about so yeah, I actually yeah. love that he's really. He's getting so deep into gaming as of late, and I'm pretty. It's not a new thing to to be honest to him, but it's know, just cool been, to see him
2: indulge. On, yeah, he's doing he's doing really good, and he's like switching up the. He's brought something new to streaming because, like, he's a music artist, so he's mm-hmm. very creative with his streams. Yeah, and he's funny.
1: Like, yeah. Well, I guess should be joining us here in five minutes. Uh, it is a set owner. I'm gonna give you a clue. The more this podcast go, the more clues yeah, I'm gonna ho- give. The hoodie's the clue. Honestly, clue. right? Yeah, yeah, the hoodie is already the clue. I probably already gave it, gave it away. Honestly, the title probably already had the title. The title already
2: Oh, had you titled it. it? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's, but it's funny though, it's cause I believe the universe works in a uh in a powerful way. I ordered this before I even was given the opportunity to have him on the show. So with that being said, I just think it's cool. I, I bought this, and all of a sudden now I get to talk to the guy. It's like, whoa! Uh, so, um, he should be joining us in you know, five minutes. He's going to give us 30 minutes of his time, which is more than enough if you ask me. All I need is 30 minutes. Okay?
2: Somebody else that we could touch on while we're waiting for our guest. Did mm-hmm. you see that Zuma has returned? Yes, I We should... wanted to talk about that. Yeah, It's not just Zuma. The they got the funk okay. as well.
1: That's going to be, you think that's going to be a biased podcast now? No, it's not. No, nah, because FaZe was, is actually it was, a great team.
2: It was, Zuma was never biased when he was with New York.
1: Yeah,
2: 100%. 100%. I think FaZe just, it's just the right move. Yeah. Zuma's going more content. FaZe is content of COD. That's where they started. Yeah. So it makes sense for them to have like one of the biggest COD podcasts on the market. Yeah. Which is crazy. So that was pretty cool
1: really crazy zoom. full circle too right started yeah. there come back there the stallion and then it's, it's just the cool part his brand is kind of like the stallion thing welcome back home it's kind of a, a beautiful full circle tale if you ask oh, me. Yes.
2: zoom is one of the like the few card pros that's really branded himself well and transition yeah. to content
1: yeah that's true like i don't think like i think Skunk it's hard is definitely for me at least i see him as the number one kind con- it's, it's crazy oh, yeah. to say but i think he actually it still is like the number one content creator for In, Call of Duty?
2: Yeah, yeah
1: yeah for cdl yeah to be specific cdl but i don't feel like he has like a brand that kind of matches um well it's just scum.
2: Like... Still, still balancing being a pro right exactly so like the day he retires and chooses that it's time for him to retire And he fully dives into content. Like he'll just be, he'll take things to next level. And that's That's the thing, right? Like it's hard for. There's not many esports pros that have a very good transition into content. I agree. Like at the end of their careers, there's very few have managed to pull it off so far. I agree.
1: Yeah. It's funny you said.
2: And then keeping on, CDL, I don't know if you follow. Roger, who's the videographer for Optic, yeah. the next episode of Process is out on Monday. Hold Um, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: on. I'm sorry to cut you off. Shout out, let me get some shout outs in the chat because you guys are chatting right now. And sometimes I want to know, and I want to make this up. No, this is not an uptight show. I see the comments. Shout out my man Anthony, shout out Edward, shout out my my guys Justin in the chat. Yo, who else? Shout out Abdul. Hi, I'm from Indonesia. Yo. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Shout out my boy, Clinton Boy. That's my number. That's the number one simp in the world. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that's my... Also, he's my venom. He's my new venom duo. So we're going to be reaching Platt tonight or maybe tomorrow. By the end of this week, I don't know. However, thank you to everybody who's in the chat. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Uh,
2: Let's get back into it.
1: So what was you saying, Arizona?
2: Saying on Monday, mm-hmm. we got the next episode of The Process. hmm which is, and it looked good it looks it, deep the teaser looks good it looks deep it's called Crossroads 3 which for yeah. those that have followed optic for a long time and I've watched the vision series that Hitch used to do which I mm-hmm. loved he had Crossroads 1 Crossroads 2 both very like impactful moments in optic history of like the storyline so this is obviously playing into that that obviously means it's a big episode and then Hex. Hinted at the fact that this is as long as a movie. Apparently, it's an hour and a half long. This episode. It's gonna hey, be I'm a gonna watch wild. It. I'm it's gonna happy. be a wild ride. Yeah.
1: Like, see, can I get our guest in here. He might be in those.
2: The those clips of uh envoy. Mm. Obviously, because Brian. Well, yeah. no, it's just like the, uh, yeah, and it's like the end of their season. Like obviously, because it's the end of the season. This wraps up. So it's gonna show them, and then the split, and it's gonna, it's gonna have a part of that formal retiring, and it's gonna, oh, it's gonna pull at the heart.
1: Yeah. Oh I my gosh, heart. my heart just dropped. Not the boss man. The boss man is in the building. I don't know if he, his face is showing. Bring him on. Bring him on. We'll give him, give him a moment. Yeah, we can give him a moment.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Monday, which might mean we get Optic Dallas news on Monday.
1: Yeah. Next week's going to be a big week for CDL. It's going to be really interesting. Um, Says he's there. Yeah. Maybe he's sitting in a small chair. We just can't see his. Oh, there we go. There we go. There's boss, man. Bring him on. Bring him on. Uh, we can't hear him. am him. There we go. Yo, All yo. Right.
3: Let me start off by saying I'm super embarrassed about the setup because the quality listen. here in, in Cancun is horrendous. I feel you.
1: You're chill. You're chill. How how are you? How's everything?
3: I'm doing good. You're frozen, but you have a sick
1: hoodie on. Yo, listen. oh yes, man. Hold up. Hold up. I just bought this hoodie, and be, and I was telling the podcast, before I even had, was presented the opportunity to talk to you tonight, I had bought this, I just bought this, like, a couple days ago. So I just think it's, the universe is working really positive right now. You hear me? Let's and go this, is, this is good stuff, by the way. Great stuff. I,
3: I don't have that one. That one's dope. I need that one.
1: But you guys are doing, I think what you guys do a lot, and do a great job at, is merging cultures right music gaming is something i think you guys do uniquely from other orgs right now and right now you're in the what the ozuna fest talk about that a little bit the the l snap with the nfl the madden tournament
3: yeah so we can you hear me okay yeah yeah you sound great you Sound perfect All right, great because you keep chopping up so i'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm just pulling your question together hopefully i'll just reiterate to make sure i heard it right gotcha uh so yeah, so we parted with the NFL and, and, uh, and, and uh, LNFL to come down here to uh, do the Ozuna Fest here in Cancun, Mexico. Also, DJ Camillo's here, DJ Snake is here. We got a whole bunch of EXET talent down here, creating content, engaging with the audience, supporting Ozuna, who's part of EXET. Um, yeah, so this is just kind of like one of the many kind of activations and initiatives that we have together um, that we're doing with all of our talent and really just continuing to intersect you know, music, culture, fashion, gaming, traditional sports, which, you know, we've been doing, the the founders of XET have been doing for almost five years now. Right. Uh, so bringing, you know, I brought everybody from Offset to Pitbull to Swaley to Yo Gotti to DJ Paul, Ray J, Troy Carter, all these people into the gaming space uh, that were unfamiliar with it uh, as far as investing in really understanding the gaming space. So uh, it's just kind of what we've been doing and now we're, Setting the stage for 2022 and we can totally disrupt culture with a brand new business model for what gaming can be and will be.
1: Yes. And I'm glad you actually hit it on the years, right? Exit is a year and some months old now. And how does it feel to be start? I know you, you was a previous phase uh, executive, right? But how does it feel to start kind of from the dirt with Exit and kind of take it in your own path?
3: Did you say how does it feel starting from the dirt with Exit mm-hmm. and taking our own path? Is that what you said? Yes. Well, you know, we had, so it's really not starting from the dirt and I'll tell you why. Um, So I've been shaping and shifting culture for over almost 20 years. I mean, I'm Grammy nominated, multi-platinum producer, DJ, songwriter, um, and I've sold over 75 million records, worked with everybody from Rick Ross to 2 Chainz to T.I. to Big Sean, to Ludacris, Akon, Pitbull, Beyonce, Gaga, M. Mm -hmm. Kanye, you name it. so I've done everything from help Eminem launch to Shave 45 to be uh, P. Diddy's tour DJ to mm-hmm. I was a host on E! News with Ryan Seacrest and them for five years. I brought hip hop to Hollywood. Then I brought Hollywood and hip hop to Vegas. So I've always been the guy that could like forecast trends and see how to integrate different sectors and cultures together that didn't necessarily uh, relate or connect with each other prior to my putting it together. So I've, we, I've always been doing that. Greg was the CEO and founder, who's now the CEO of Exit. Uh, of uh, a fashion website called karmaloop.com, which was the world's biggest streetwear fashion website. And Will, who's also co founder and Xset, was uh, head of licensing and merch there. We all went to FaZe Clan, uh, which is another gaming org before it was a company that had a business model. It was just a bunch of popular kids right. you known for doing trick shooting and stuff. And we went over there and built, you know, kind of the whole business model, started bringing in revenue, brought all the brands. And then I got to work doing what I do best and what I've done my whole career is getting people familiar um, into integrating them and intersecting different uh, genres uh, seamlessly uh, and showing them why this would benefit their current objectives, where it's going, what the growth mm-hmm. trajectory of it, why they should be involved with it, how it's aligned with everything else that's important to you and where you're trying to go with your brand. So it's kind of what I've always done. So when we left Phase Clan, we're the ones that brought like kind of all of that culture to that company and brought it mainstream and got uh, non endemic uh, brands and, and people familiar with the gaming and the lifestyle that comes with it. I mean, we coined the phrase gaming lifestyle brand yeah. right Phase. So when we left that and started Exet, it wasn't really starting from the bottom because one, we're already dope. Right. Two, two, we've already right. been like shaping and shift in culture. And three, we had tremendous success by helping to bring Phase, which now is getting ready to go public at a, a billion dollar valuation. Uh, so you know we're proud to be a part of that, and we're really proud and excited to to build Exit uh, the way that we want to build it, and the way that we know uh, a gaming org could be built, and also speak to everybody that needs to be spoken to.
1: I love that. Sheesh. and I think you touched on it. You, you keep touching on things, and I I, I love it. Second, sixteen year old, I phenomenon in the Valorant esports space, right? I feel like um, am I breaking out still for you? Yeah, I keep
3: trying to move the computer because I'll hear like one line. I, I don't want to answer something that you didn't say.
1: No, you're good. You're good. Uh, basically, how was the conversation in bringing Zekin as an esports athlete onto the roster for you guys at a young age? In fact, I think he's one, probably one of the youngest esports athletes out, out right now, but outside of the Fortnite company.
3: So I think you said, what is it like? What's the conversation like talking to an esports player we're trying to bring onto our roster? Is that what you said?
1: basically what was the conversations i we trying to bring Zeke uh as as young as he is into the into the scene
3: what is the conversation like to bring young players into the scene is that what you're saying
1: yeah but Zeke in particular
3: oh second sorry yeah. sorry sorry uh well marco who's another one of the founders the four founders are me marco moreau will eddins and greg Selko. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a Marco conversation. So gotcha. I wasn't uh, part of those conversations and I don't know exactly what Marco said that compelled him to want to get down with X said, but I can imagine it's because of, you know, the diversity because of the excitement, because of the experience and understanding of culture and also caring, understanding and wanting to nurture, uh, each individual talent's own brand, right? You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. try to bring people in to kind of beef up their own uh, organization, say, hey, look how cool we are. Look how dominant we are. We have all these cool names next to us, but don't really uh, care or nurture or spend time trying to help develop and amplify their own personal brands or find ways to help their current objectives or new objectives that they should have so that maybe they don't wanna be a part of this org three years from now. Maybe they don't wanna be a rapper or an athlete three, four, five years from now and helping to set them up so that they become a successful brand and business that's sustainable and scalable. So I'm sure like a lot of those kinds of things are what would compel or intrigue somebody to want to be down with Exet in our connection to so many different sectors and, and industries uh, that people may have interest in that we have access to because of our our longstanding uh, success throughout the industry.
1: 100%, I think you, have, you guys have been doing a great job. I love you guys and any esports you do, Rocket League, Valorant, uh, NASCAR. I've never knew about uh, a NASCAR eSport until you guys like got into that space, and so I was yeah. like, "Ah, dang, that's cool." And so I want to end this off with a segment It's called 137 seconds. It's a speed run of questions, and you know, you have 137 seconds. To with answer. this Wi-Fi, we might have to extend those
3: seconds, bro. I got
1: you. Yeah, no, no, we'll <laughs> chop it up. with the post edit. Um, uh, go ahead, Horizon, and do the do the, the intro. One, three, seven seconds. So, 137 seconds where we ask you super hard fucking questions that you never thought you would be asked a day in your life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. All right. Before you enter East game, the East and gaming industry, what was your first job?
3: My first job? First job. Like, like real job in real, real life? Real job. Yep. Um, I started my first company when I was 12 years old. It was called Rent-A-Teen. And it's where I pulled all my friends together And I would have people rent uh, rent us to like wash their cars, take out their laundry. I mean, take out their trash, you know, clean their houses. Uh, So that was my first official job.
1: Yes. I like that. Favorite esports to watch and why?
3: Uh, Rocket League or Valorant uh, Mm -hmm. because our teams are both awesome and I enjoy being an owner. Of a sports franchise and cheering on my own players
1: 100 it's the holiday season eggnog gas or trash
3: uh you know i've never had eggnog my entire life no the, i it just it uh, the word nog i don't know i just never sat sat it's like <laughs> i'm from boston i never had clam chowder because oh, wow. i just don't like the word chowder i feel that i feel
1: that i feel that 100 percent. all right Tell tell me what made clinton sparks clinton sparks the most
3: tell you what made clinton sparks what
1: clinton sparks the most
3: clinton sparks the what the most the most Mm -hmm. yeah tell you what makes clinton sparks clinton sparks the most yes i don't know if i understand the question can you rephrase the question yeah, yeah. yeah
1: what what made you you basically
3: oh what made me me um being broke being sexually abused for many years when I was young, being bullied, having an alcoholic father, watching him almost kill my mom, leaving us, um, and growing up in the hood. Uh, and the reason why that made me me, because it taught me empathy. It taught me how to understand people. It taught me psychology. It taught me self-awareness. It taught me um, how to care about other people and why they do what they do Um and the in whatever happened to them that caused them to do the bad things that they do now. At a young age, it made me really reflect on the world and dissect people's psychology. And that's ultimately what made me successful and win because I understood psychology and what people needed to feel.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love your answer and I love you for being honest. Uh so thank you. Okay, uh,
3: I, I would hope that everyone's honest when you ask them questions. Yeah, true.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. It's November though. What time is it? You know what time it is. Turkey or ham? Turkey for sure. T- turkey. Are you okay? Different. Now I know you're into the music industry. I know you. You have a strong passion for that. What? what by, that? by the
3: way, by the way, by the way, what is the interest in whether I eat turkey or ham? Mm. What is the objective behind this question? What do you gain from that answer, Don?
1: What for me asking you turkey or ham? Yeah. Content. The the, the content.
3: <laughs> I love your honesty too. You,
1: you know, uh, people, some people I was, like.
3: I was trying to go for something deeper, Don. I thought you were gonna have something funny and witty behind yeah,
1: that. My fault. My fault. I mean, that's a, that's a that's the real question, though. Those questions matter. Turkey that's and right. ham, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. comes up every year. Yeah. But what is the album of the year to you? I know you're a big album, music guy. Yeah. Album of the year this year? hmm 2021. Great music too this year. I feel like we're back in 2016, Loki.
3: I I hate saying what's what most people. Will, well, I don't know if everybody would say it, but. I really love Kanye's album. And the reason why is because I'm a super fan of experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love when somebody will do something that I know nobody else would do that, mm-hmm. uh, but only he can. And I love that the decisions and the choices that he made. I love what he did to roll it out. Uh, I love that he kept fucking with us and like, I'm going to drop it. No, I'm not I'm going <laughs> to drop it. No. And then the merch and like, yeah, I just think everything about it was genius. And I think that, uh, uh, cut, kind of, what? Yeah, I think Kanye West is just a genius, um, and the album is incredible. And I love, you know, it's funny, man, because it came with mixed reviews. I don't know what, how yeah. you feel about it, but like again, I love when people do shit and just put their balls out there, and they're like, I don't care. I'm just making what I feel and what I think is dope. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, if you guys like it. If you don't, I'm still happy with what I did, and that's that's even more reason why I like it.
1: 100. No, the same reason I love it. I just think he did it. I think it was genuine. He did what he really wanted to do. Right, right. Whether people liked it or not, I feel like that's the best creation because it 100%. comes from the heart.
3: And Drake's job was super dope, right. too. 100%. 100%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, last but not least, if you could create a law that everyone had to follow, what would it be?
3: If I could create a law that everyone had to follow,
1: mm-hmm. what would Is it be? What you yes.
3: Uh, be nice to each other, gotcha. be respectful respect people's decisions opinions politics like whatever they feel and everybody just like let's let's all just realize we're humans we're all gonna die one day it's not that serious let's just fucking do dope shit together be dope and then we end up dying just fucking be nice to each other
1: 100 thank you so much for being on the podcast i appreciate everything hope you have a great night you know keep it easy out there you know don't get too wild you said don't get to what don't get
3: too wild uh, don't get too what? Wow. Wow. Don't get too loud. Crazy.
1: Don't get too crazy.
3: Bro, do you can you hear how loud it is right now next yeah. to the room? We can't even sleep. There's like three reggaeton DJs playing at the same time, a live concert, a pool party, and it starts at like 9 a.m. So like you can't sleep here. So you know it's 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 crazy here, but it's awesome, and it's all brought to you by the NFL and Ozuna and LNFL. Super mm-hmm. excited to be a part of it with XSET. And by the way, if anyone's interested in seeing what's going on. Be sure to follow LNFL, uh, on, on Instagram and, and exit. Cause we're, we have, we're doing the stories all day and there's a whole bunch. You can catch the vibe of what's going on, yep. uh, the whole time we're here. So get familiar with that. Rep 100%. the set, baby exit. Love you guys. Yo, Love thank you, you for rocking the hoodie too, by the way.
1: hundred percent. All right. Arizona. That was great. Oh, a crazy world. All right. I cannot lie. Arizona, you back? You here? I know you're
2: Yo, I'm here, I'm here.
1: I think you might be stuck in. Yeah, you're good. No, 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 not you, not you. You're good. You you can leave. You can leave, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was, that was super I think, interesting. Yeah, 100%. I think we have to do a better, you know, we're going to try to do this a lot more. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm glad he was on for the simple fact of I try to make Inside the Screen as perfect as, like, as, as it can be, but honestly, I also want to be genuine as fuck when I'm doing it. And so with that being said is, I want to do more shit like that, where in the beginning of this podcast, it's not straight up me and the guests. I really want to create this into something where it's like, I'm talking about topical things that everybody's talking about, and then we bring on just certain guests in and out of our podcast, our show, you know? And so, you know, that was our first time really doing that, you know? and mm-hmm. so i appreciate him being on because he made me realize i have to be honest on what i'm trying to do and what i'm trying to create just how Kanye West was kind of honest on Donda it's like you know like he did this whole it was great but it was still experimental you know it was live yeah. but it was still experimental and i can do the same thing with the things i create which is inside the screen and the longevity of where i want to take it so shout out to Clinton Sparks if you don't know who said is go check him out on instagram twitter I'm talking about everything. They don't just cover esports. I feel like they're they're more like they're more like a culture pulse within esports, if you will. They they cover a lot of just what's going in esports and what's going outside of esports. And you notice he said, "Shout out the hoodie." Yeah, I got the hoodie. I, it's perfect timing. Can we just talk about that? Um, and then he was like, "The turkey or ham?" Listen, that's a deep question because some motherfuckers don't like turkey. I don't like turkey, and mm, it's, just like a turkey. Weird, it's a weird question but I think it's a good question. There's no, if there's no such thing as a, a dumb question, all these questions are great questions. Think about it. Think it's about true. it. It's true. Um, I'm glad he talked about the second, right? I know it was lagging for him, so it wasn't as best as we could be when it came to me and him going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So that's why. He's I, yeah, I, I kind of t- took out some questions here and there, but second, right? I feel like a, I said, th- they probably do know what they're doing, but it's the fact that I don't think there's any other org who has a 16 year old signed to them, and and if they do, it probably isn't in a Fortnite field just because I feel like you can compete wow. in Fortnite. I know 13 and 18,
2: those guys here over at KCP have a Rocket League player who is oh yeah,
1: new one right? Yeah, oh, I
2: forget how old he is now, but he's also young Six, player and yeah, somewhere around. And listen
1: we're going to probably see more and more of those because I feel like there will be a skill gap between them and 20-year-olds. Like, like, I feel like there's a big conversation in esports when you become 20 or you 30 that you you probably can't hang with the young cats. But I feel like the real gap is when it's 16-year-olds who are born or had a lot of time to, to experiment with their, their mechanics and their skill and develop it. Than a 20 year old who had to probably attend school, do this, that, and there, and only could play on the weekends or probably play, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's going to be an interesting future into the esports world. And I feel like we talked about that already, right?
2: Yeah. And I mean, as esports continues to develop over the years, probably like the best example right now is League of Legends just because it's been around for so long. Yeah. But like you have the main teams, and like, let's take 100 Thieves, for example. They have their League of Legends team, they have their Academy team. Mm-hmm. Which are like the amateurs, some of them are pro level and bounce up and out of like into the main roster and back down, and they're learning. Mm-hmm. And then 100 Thieves also has 100 Thieves Next, which is their college level players. And oh, like, yeah, they're like a lot of league teams are investing now in that college level of players. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, and I think you'll start to see it like with traditional sports college oh, yeah. esports uh-huh. scholarships like younger players are going to start coming through and it's like they're going to be on these scholarship schemes and then a team like hundred thieves is going to go along and go School oh we'll we'll offer you a place on our academy team straight out of college and yeah. until then you can play on our next team like our college level team 100%. like there's gonna be that going to ecosystem crazy. of young players coming through like just being early on, just mm-hmm. being brought into the, like the ecosystem of esports early, so they can start learning sooner. Hundred percent.
1: Yo, what's mm-hmm. up? Uh, heady thoughts. Yo, Justin, thank you. I had love that one too. Love that one, honesty. It was real as fuck. Yo, it was. It really was. I think it was only probably a little awkward just because of the probably lagging he was getting on his side because it couldn't be on my side. Teeth I got... Pants. You said what?
2: Teeth and Pants. pains.
1: and Pants? What's that?
2: Like, we're, we're, the podcast is still young. Teething
1: oh. things. Oh, Teething Things. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, Teething Things. Will Inside the Screen be the official podcast for 137? Um, it's a, one of many. Yeah. One of many official podcasts from 137, yes. That's a great response. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, it will. I wanted to bring this segment Untold onto him. I feel like that would have been a great one, right? But we only had 30 minutes, and I think we don't want to keep him in too long for the lagging. Because I know for me, I'm coming to that point where I start lagging, I get frustrated and I just can't do it anymore. But we were talking about something earlier this week, Rosanna. What was it? We I was were in a call. About... Was it Call of Duty? Or we were talking about League. League. Oh, yeah, that I'm stepping into oh, the League. We... Yeah.
2: Or was it not? Um, we were talking about Valorant because we were talking about. Top we were teams. Not talking about...
1: Yeah. yeah. Of of, you
2: know.
1: Let's get controversial. I need a. I need a bell. Or right, that could just be. That could be my new thing. Knock, knock. I need a bell or something. Are any of you two on the Formula One? I uh, yes. I watch Formula One. I don't know if you watch Formula One. However, we're yeah,
2: not. I, I've I've watched it since I was younger. Let's get to that, but Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> talk about
1: top teams in battle. 100 thieves, in my opinion, is not a top five team. Right now. And a lot of people are not probably hate me and bash me for that because they're like, who the fuck are you? What do you...? However, if you really want to think about it, I in my opinion, this is an opinion take, right? I mean, I can say what the fuck I want to say. Sentinels is a top, they're the number one. Even though they lost, they're a number one team. Number two, Envy. Number three, X is a top three team. Yes, they lost. They're not even, they're not going to champs, right? However, if they can pull it together, Exit is a the only teams that I see that can beat Sentinels is Envy and Exit. Right? Now, the reason I say that is because of this. Exit actually has powerhouses, individuals, right? When I talk about Sentinels, I like to say each one of them are a powerhouse within themselves. I believe Exit has that same. Thing. they just have to develop it and they are you can see it coming out of them right I feel like Envy I, th- I think the chemistry is there for some reason Yay, Crashies mm-hmm. they have a beautiful bond between those five and then my 14 on this top five is definitely Cloud9 now people are not going to like this list because this is based off just the games as of recent right LCQ, yeah. Last challenges, Qualifiers that three I'm going to be honest Cloud9 I feel like ever since even last year, we're never playing that good, right? Like, I've never really seen them play that good. However, Vanity comes back, and now we have the three headed dragon, right? And those guys are just...
2: Yeah, like, Card9 wasn't really... Like, they were doing okay, but they weren't up there with the top teams, literally, until this last chance qualifier, and they seem to have just woken up.
1: And you know what's funny? I think that, in my opinion, for them, last... LCQ, yes, means a lot, but it still doesn't because Vanity just joined them before this event, I believe, right? And so with that being said, it's like, this is a great learning time for them. They can try things, experiment things, but when that next event comes, Cloud9 is, and, and it, plus, I don't know because we're going to have a new agent by then, uh, chambers, yeah. new map rotations, right? They probably, they're going to include maybe, um, What's the new one? Fracture? Oh, I don't know. So, like, you know, there's a whole lot of other elements. However, if we just take those away, it's like Cloud Nine is a definitely top four contender team to me. And then, top another team is version one, probably for me. Yeah. Version one. Odorous, listen, they didn't perform that well in uh last, last qualifier challenges. I don't know why I'm butchering his name. I'm going to just say LC- LCQ. They mm-hmm. weren't looking as best as they have. Been. Yeah, yeah could have been. However, I feel like there's just, they. I feel like Odorous is going to be, I know Vanity was a key part in, in the V1, right? But I feel like Odorous is going to step up to the plate. I feel like he's really talented. His aim is there. Game sense is there. He's smart, intelligent, good looking. You're welcome, Odorous. Let's say you're good looking. Um, And so I think V1 is still in the top five. Oh, not top five. They're definitely the wild card. Let's say that, right? You top, top three, Sentinel's Envy, Xset. And then after that, I like to call them the wild cards. Which is Cloud Nine, V one, and 100 Thieves. And then after that, it's teams that I don't think are
3: mm-hmm.
1: at their at their peak yet. Right. Like I think LG has some great players. Don't get me wrong. Your uh Drayton, they but they might trade him. They might get rid of him. However, I think he was I think he was a great player. A product like that whole roster is good. I just don't think they're playing at the peak. And so it's gonna be interesting going into the next year. Uh,
2: yeah, it's gonna, gonna be Interesting to see how these NA teams develop because we yeah. were t- the th- one of the things we talked about was the fact that 100 Thieves is almost there, like mm-hmm. it had their moments, yeah. Like you can't argue that they are a good team because they won the yeah. first strike, and you they can have, see it the tactics, they ha- the execution, like they have the trophy, yeah. Like, but they've kind of since the first strike, oh, let me hit it, let me hit it, let me just hit the been bell. St- from.
1: Let me hit the I gotta hit the bell for the clip. I gotta hit the bell. I gotta hit the bell. When you win the first game, and I, I feel like this is for any new game that comes out, and we can create an esport for it. The first winner is always gonna be dangerous. And I feel like it's uh, I'm gonna use Booger for example. Booger won the first World Cup ever, right? Ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he can't do it again, but what I am saying is it's gonna be way harder for him. Or not even way harder, but it's gonna be harder for him why because when i feel like this is my by the way opinion when it comes from my mouth it's opinion right when booger won the world cup nobody was doing what booger was doing and i can say that confidently booger was in his own league when he won the world cup doing his own tactics his own build uh uh strats like no one was playing with at, like like he was at that time all respect to the top players but no one was playing like him maybe stretch because i know they played a lot together You know, and stuff like that. However, Booker was in his own league. And now, though, after he won, we're seeing everybody kind of get really good at Fortnite. And I'm not saying it's him to to praise for it, but they caught up, right? Benji, sweat, Mr. Savage. He's scary, right? And there's a lot of more players that's getting really, really good. And so that's what we're going to see with Valorant. 100 Thieves wins first strike, the first big Valorant event, right? However... It doesn't matter, especially because Sentinels was a dominant team around that time too, right? But when you, when you win the first event, it gets scary because now people can know your strats, they can look at your logs, and then add that to their bag of good things they, they already had. And so Sentinels, let me hit the bell. This is the real bell. This is the real bell. I am scared for Sentinels because they're winning everything. And I'm not saying lose. I'm not saying, Sentinels, can you lose this game? I'm just saying. There's a reason Apple isn't as big as they were. like, they're still a big piece of, of the culture. However, when you're mm. the best, there's nothing to inspire you and to give you more ideas and new strats and stuff like that. So, can you say yeah. sussy baka? Sussy baka. I said it twice, actually, if you think about it. So, yeah. you're welcome.
2: But yeah, I think, like, like you said, 100 Thieves they won the first strike, and which yeah. was like the first Valorant official tournament. Obviously, that we'd had like a year of tournaments, but still. The also the thing with Valorant is like, if you think back to the start of the year mm-hmm. and the where the game is now, so much has Big changed. Change. In the yeah. Better, there's new maps. There's new agents. Agents have been balanced and changed. Mm-hmm. Like this year has kind of really shown how adaptable your team has to be. To stay on top, which sentinels have proven right. Like-
1: and but and then that's the thing that confuses me 100 Thieves, at least at least sentinels doesn't show that side of their, their team a lot. But 100 Thieves has shown us that they have a full on team for their Valorant roster. They have coaches, they have analysts, they have a whole sova analyst. You see, he could been getting real. I don't know who, if Green Arrow and he could go in the room. He might win the way he got, he got, you know what I'm saying? He got yeah. dark angles for, for days. They have a whole team. And so it kind of confuses me on like, okay, why aren't they, you know what I'm saying? Why aren't they dominating if they have this full backbone behind Just them? And then you guys...
2: execution. True. That's that's the case in every esport True. though. There's lots of situations like league is known for like all teams have like coaches, Back assistant bones, yeah. coaches, like there's there's huge teams behind the team. So, like, that's Bingo's those teams hard. are there Thank to you. take a certain level of pressure off. But I do think, like like you said, it's hard to stay on top. I mean, look at the, the biggest example for that in Valorant, I would say, is G2. Mm. For Europe, that first mm-hmm. year of Valorant, they yep. won every single tournament there was in Europe. Mm-hmm. Then the first year of VCT started, and they fell flat. Yeah. Because everyone caught up, and yep. they couldn't keep on top. So... Sentinel's like when you look at it that way, like Sentinel's done an incredible job this year. Yeah. Of staying at the top. And then the question now is just like, can they close can out they make, the year? Yeah. I think they um, can.
1: Shout out to Shazam. You know how big of a fan. I got I bought me a Shazam jersey. Okay. I bought me a Shazam jersey. It's gonna be the first ever jersey I've ever bought.
2: Wanna know why? So, so what you're saying is if they lose, it's your fault.
1: Honestly, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's bought a jersey
1: now. Yo. If 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 I buy a ver- if I oh my I'm like I'm about to cry now. Oh, don't say that type of shit, bro. Oh man, I'm really about to cry. I think it's the Pisces in me. Um I just don't want them to lose. I'm so <laughs> Anyway, bro, I'm really getting emotional. It's crazy. But shout out to Zidane for the reason being he's playing two roles and it's never easy yeah. to play two roles. It's just in anything. I'm gonna be honest with you. Can't play the chef and the and the person to go deliver the food to the table, you know, it's just it's better when you can let somebody else do a role and you do a role. However, they're being dominant. He's the coach in the in-game lead. When you're the in-game lead, bro, you gotta think about everything legit. I think it's an under I don't think it's I don't think it's underrated, but I don't think it's talked about enough. I gotta start using words, how they need to be used. It's not an underrated role, it's just not talked about enough. When you're an in-game lead, you gotta think about the for me for Valorant is a very psychological psychology game right for tactics right maybe Mm -hmm. Asha she pits smokes a three times when they're about to hit a and so she does it again but they don't hit a and y'all stack that. like an in game leader has to remember things like that and know how to react to it the best way as possible and so i think it's been impressive from sentinels how dominant they are and how i don't know
2: consistent they are Mm -hmm in-game like to be an in-game lead and a coach like an in-game lead in the likes of CS and Valorant is a hard enough role as it is and there is never there's not in in the pro scene there is not enough in-game leaders that's always a big issue with teams like struggling to find an in-game leader if they lose one yeah and it's like to be also doing the coach role is just like an added level of just like (laughs) Imagine <laughs> information that you've got to store in your in your head.
1: Imagine being a coach for tens and he changing his mouse like every fucking game, every round. I would yeah, be so scared. Yeah, and it works. It, yeah, you're not. I noticed like it's saying, like you're supposed to get stay consistent, right? Don't change your aim too much, don't change this too much. Shit.
2: That's the thing. If I'm if I'm Shazam and you, you've seen tens do this and you see just, it works, I'll buy him five, five more mouses. Gonna, yeah, you're just not gonna question it. You're just yeah. going to let him do his thing. Like, whatever he does so that he's winning his fights, yeah, keep doing it, Tense. Yeah. But yeah, Shazam Shiz- has done an incredible job this year. So it'll be interesting to see whether.
1: And he has the best playlist, probably, as a streamer. I know there's a added value to him. I just wanted to I, add that in. I here. wonder
2: do Sentinels bother getting a coach? Because, like.
1: And the reason I even brought that up,
2: check their Twitter. Check their Twitter.
1: They tweeted out something in the middle of this podcast. And it's actually a oh. very cool way of them tweeting out something. I hope they didn't delete it. No, they didn't.
2: It's, here's my fault. Might
1: fuck around and sign a coach. <laughs> what oh. that's what they oh, yeah. said. They tweeted that out.
2: They they did. That's funny. Yo,
1: I feel like if they hire a coach,
2: who beat the Senators?
1: <laughs> hmm?
2: See, here's my thing. What if one of the reasons they are dominating so much is because there's not that disconnect between the mm-hmm. coach and the in-game leader yeah. it's the same person like that where where you would have a coach analyzing all these other teams and storing that information and then in the moment is passing it on to the in-game lead or like yeah. pre-games I think that's why that had, boy the was a cool
1: full right
2: yeah can... but and and the difference is like not having a coach for sentinels means shazam has to store all that information himself but then in the moment if a team changes something on him he knows re- in yeah. the moment like round to round he knows what they might be doing mm-hmm. whereas like a normal team can't mid-round just be like yo coach they've done something different like what do we say do now?
1: sofa king sofa king Whoa! You know <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> you one. just
2: you just fell flat.
1: I'm not saying nothing else from chat. Y'all stop saying tell me to tell me You stuff. got baited. Yeah, I heard it. You know, it's funny. You're supposed to say it slow. I heard it. Like I said it fast, and I heard it still. But back to your point. Yes, and I agree, and I think what's going to be unique is, I don't think Shazam's the one to to bow down to stupidity. What I mean by that is if they get if they get a, not stupidity, but to them calls, right? Like, I feel like with me, I'm not a pro, but I hate listening to somebody that I know I shouldn't have listened to. Yo, look at this angle. He's not at that angle. Why? If you look at your map, he's at CT right now. Why are you telling me to hold this angle and there's only one alive? He's right here, you know? And so, I feel like if they had a coach and give a bad call, it would be an easy... And that's what I'm saying. Cincinnati's <laughs> might become a super dominant team, for real, if they get a coach. Because the coach is like a...
2: The thing is, it's like...
1: He's in the stance.
2: I... I think if at any point Sentinel's had to swap a player, mm-hmm. I think it could completely break down their team comp yeah. or their team synergy because yeah. they're at a point now it's where family, family, four, yeah, the four of the players have such a strong trust in Shazam's calls, his in-game leading that like if he makes a bad call, he probably owns up to it and takes it. They don't hold it against him. They Bit move a, on. Yeah, they just like they know he can they, they trust yeah. enough in his calls that they'll get the win 100%. and it's like you could bring another player in and like they haven't got that same trust built up with him like it could change things so right i i don't think sentinels they'll do everything they can to keep that team as is going into yeah. year two i mean he did play back for that
1: boy 10s that boy 10s got off yeah. bad so, yeah. it's
2: it's gonna be interesting chums yeah. is going to be good because I think there's Dynasty? definitely going be some um, Potentially. Dynasty, I feel like you have to, it's the first year, it's too early.
1: True. Sentinels is also one of the best orgs out right now too, by the way. I just wanted to add yeah. that because you we are talking about a whole bunch of Valorant Sentinels. Sentinels as an org.
2: Yeah, they're doing it's, great as an org.
1: I think they're not even talked about enough. We talk about a whole bunch of 100 Thieves, a whole bunch of face. Bro, Sentinels well, out here giving people to smoke. They got the best Maybe. Fortnite player. Yeah. Best Valorant team. They didn't give a war. I mean, they gives a war. Halo.
2: Yeah, Halo. It's gonna be interesting to see if the the Halo Boys can keep dominating at in Infinite. Damn,
1: it's,
2: it's, it's, it's I it's I, I, I will still stand that I hope to one day see the Halo Boys return to Optic from Sentinels. Mm. if Hex has to drop the bag, I hope he does because like as a as a Kid who grew up watching Optic and saw mm-hmm. that Halo team with him for so long, like I'd love to see True. it come full circle.
1: True. Fuck. And it's bad for me. I'm 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 saying fuck because I'm kind I'm becoming a Sentinel fans more and more day by day, by day by day, by day, by day, by day, by day, by day. And so I think like...
2: I'm slowly just becoming more of a hundred feet fan now. Really? Yeah, I think it's just because like I was an optic fan, so I've transitioned wow. to like I've followed nature.
1: I mean and... they are cool. They're, they're doing
2: early well early. in league now. Yeah. Like, they're doing better. And, like, their Valorant team's good. Like, they're doing better in esports. So,
1: yeah. 100%. And you can see the effort. Like, I know they, people give 100 thieves and they showed a lot of shit because, yes, they did. They were performing bad. But it's the fact that, like, you can see you, the effort. Like, you yeah, can't you say can... that you don't see them spending money on this, on this academy team. Uh, a staff it's like bro time just give them time you can't expect insta w's you know what i'm saying so i applaud these a lot and plus they're, they're setting a culture i feel like right like, i don't know if that's their over, yeah they're
2: not they're taking over content and he, like these yeah. to will come in time like they'll hmm. get their titles they'll get their trophies over time um optic had its down days but look how many trophies optic has yeah you look in the hex quarter, look how many trophies they nice. Out. So, so Talk nice. Give it time. Hundred fees will get there. And I think you you're gonna see like hundred fees and phase are gonna be the two dominant teams for content. Like yeah. it's just obvious now.
1: But stop it, stop. Cause my favorite org now is Sentinels. So we're gonna put them in the conversation. Sentinels has great content. Have you seen their little the little coffee break like clip it's on uh twitter
2: oh yeah i've seen that different kinds of stuff that is this, that's it's funny that stuff's good
1: actually guys, however i do want to say this their social media manager went over to 100 thieves so it's kind of like jeez can they keep that going you know what i'm saying so it's so funny how like even social media managers changing from one order to another is like a really it matters if you think about it so i think that's so mm-hmm. unique that's so crazy in a normal sport, nobody knows who none of the graphic designers are. And esports and gaming, we know, so that's cool.
2: It's it's, a, it's like its own little ball, I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: which is so cool. And I, and you, it's funny because I've talked about it a lot. It's like, and people can go down my catalog of of interviews. It's like, for a while we've been seeing this. The the graphic designers and the editors are the fashion designers of esports and gaming, right? They're not. The reason graphic designers and sports pulling art not know is because they're literally just a they're just the graphic designer, right? But the graphic mm-hmm. designers, the, the the animators and esports and gaming, they literally create the world, if that makes sense. Like yeah, each esports e- has his each org has his own world and vibe and aura to it, right? Well that, and it
2: that's the thing, right? With the with because it's all kind of the like to compare it to traditional sports, like mm-hmm esports and gaming is all online so you yeah anything that gets posted by an org the design will instantly get compared to another team so mm-hmm. every team is competing to look different and have their own unique kind of vibe right. like you've got sentinels playing like they've they've kind of pioneered adding 3d into their graphics and like bringing all that stuff and like playing, like their designers have been given the freedom to start playing around with that stuff and like develop. Should I think he's
1: gonna to earlier too? I've I seen you looking at it. That, that, let me, uh, let
2: me bring it back up. Like, but, yeah. no
1: org, that's an initiative work too, by the way. They didn't have to do that. Like, they're promoting. I was, all I, forget the the design, I
2: follow the designer, but he, he just put that out like when they were confirmed and the graphics finally finished. Like, yeah. it's taken time, but, like...
1: And it's evolved, too, because I don't remember it being a... It was, yeah, it wasn't red, red at Night with a Moon. Yeah, like, yeah. that's
2: the final version. Such a cool, yeah. just, like, idea. Like, that team... Like, Sentinels didn't have to do that. Right. There was no... Like, no one was expecting something like that from a team. Like, I wouldn't even have said I expected something like that from Valorant themselves. So, like, their initiative to just do that because they knew it would stand out. Yeah. Did you also see... Another reason, like their graphic designers are like doing a great job in their social media manager. Did you see the um, they got a player card made? Mm-mm.
1: Oh, wait, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah,
2: they made that as a meme in mm-hmm. the moment. And yeah, this battle pass or whatever is now a player card. I think that's hilarious. I think the fact, fact that they
1: ever be known in Valorant.
2: Oh, yeah, that that's going to be their card. Co- to optic, mm,
1: yeah, I mean. a great analogy. Yes, yeah. everyone thinks
2: of optic; they think of cod and yeah. like their dynasty and this the up and down through the league. Like, it's so
1: beautiful. Down. I'm about to cry. <laughs> I'm so emotional. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: So we just need we just need Valorant to now or Sentinels, should I say? We need Sentinels to just do a um a docu series like the process.
1: I was about to say that. That they, need their, they
2: need their Roger. Yes.
1: You know what's so funny? Why are we getting? Hopefully, that's what we're gonna get next year. But their Valorant team is the Kim Kardashian is a Valorant. I really do want to know, like when they did a little videos of them traveling when they went to uh, I think it was Iceland. Was mm. it Iceland? Yeah, I think Iceland it was, was Iceland. They they was doing videos. Yeah, like I want to see more videos of you guys I, following. And I maybe, think they will. You know, like. I am actually such a sort of fan. I've never knew how much of a fan I am now. Now that we're talking about it, it's like, damn. I really, I fucking love every single player on that team. I, I got to show you a video, but like each of them acts. So, they remind me of anime characters. They're so different from each other, but so powerful. It's like, Tense is that guy. He doesn't talk a lot, but he's the most powerful. He's the powerful one. He's the he's the one you don't want to unlock. He's going to go full Blister mode on you. Shajams don't want the glasses that shine. He's like the smart guy, you know? (laughs) Dapper is like the cool guy. He walks with his hands in his pocket. Zoms is like the, I don't know, but like, he's like the quiet, but talkative. He's like the smart, smart guy, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Can we do- Can you make this a clip? Can you like animate that low key? Like this might, this have to be the most worked on clip ever. I'm I'm sorry, but go ahead.
2: I was going to say- Probably the reason we didn't get it this year was just because of there wasn't that many lands until yeah. the second half of the year. So, like, it's hard to start that kind of storyline when everyone's playing from their bedrooms. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it was a difficult place for them to start, but it wouldn't surprise me, next year if they start a series.
1: And we're going to go to every single land event. No cap. However, this is a great podcast. This is a great episode. It was very episode-y. And I kinda like it. I'm kind of glad we didn't start on time. Why? It's our shit. We do what we want, how we want it, and we're gonna do it the authentic way. Life isn't perfect. We can't start at seven o'clock on a dot every day. And everybody should understand that because we're not robots, shit come up, music, communication, you know. And so my well, like favorite I said,
2: streamer's always late. So yeah,
1: your favorite stream is always late. Tell me how you're gonna stream tonight. Hamlins. I'm talking to you, Hamlins. Yeah. Yeah, clip this and put this out. We're this out. Yeah, Hamlin's. Yeah. I mean, he was live, but yeah, Hamlin's. Anyway, this is another great episode of Inside the Screen with your boy Don, presented by 1 to 7 p.m. Make sure you guys follow me on Eyes at the Don on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. Make sure you keep up with the podcast on 1 to 7 p.m.'s YouTube. Keep it up on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts at at inside the screen, okay? This vibe will be on YouTube. I hope you guys have a great night. Yo, Muhammad, you, you're at the end. You ever, you ever watch or see a movie on the TV, and you're, you got to stand there for a minute to watch it, but then the credits roll, because you, you got there late? Damn, that's a, that's you right now, Bobby. you're late. Ever. Thank you for still coming by. I hope you guys all have a great night. See you guys on the next one, next week, next Friday. Be there on time. I'll be late, but you need to be on time. Why? That's called a healthy relationship 50-50. See what I did there? Anyway, see you guys later. Adios.
0: It was tough, man, because there's no sick days. There's no there's no. I don't want to get up or I don't want to stay up or I don't want to do the extra work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's no hours in eSports and gaming if you want to make it. It is a 24-7 job that does not sleep. And the only way to succeed and make a living off of this is if you give it your goddamn all. There's no failure. The only failure is if you don't give it your all. Inside, his teammate there. They now just need 13 more I only have a man on the floor, I think he's in the bed Oh, Baker maybe be in trouble here, Deathmark Tries to clean it up for you. Oh, look at the class, look at the moves Baker, what was that? Baker with a huge play The QSS I can't the believe I just saw that. But ladies and gentlemen There's no way anyone beats him but look at the time, look at the time, there's seven seconds, have the bomb, they're trying to build pyramids, but it's no more play, Stewie's on oh! the round. we go to the he got taken away by the Vindic Snake, they have to pop out, they have to fight, at least he'll be able to get one dive back over on the top or maybe he can get oh! more, a double kill for Artizi, a triple kill for Artizi, he's just turned this crap up, ultra kill, give him the rapid. He just Sonar's up.
1: my first not able stay. to space space. Shade off's good for one. He, he trades one out. Oh, no, just narrowly not able to get the second. He goes to pitch again. He's able to get a second one. Ego, he 24 health, running for the attack. Is Chronicle has plenty of health. Chronicle on the tap. He's got to get. Bros don't fake. He's got to get it to happen oh He goes God. swings out. He gets four. He gets the <laughs> Red Bull clutch.